Hi, my name is Theo, and you are listening to Between Two Trains. We bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area on the 1st and 15th of every month. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas and Eric Most. And now, Between Two Trains. All right, welcome to another Between Two Trains. I'm Van Pappas, your host, and sitting next to me once again is the ever-famous Eric Most. Uh, with Chase Bank. Eric, welcome back to another episode. How have you been? Thank you. Been great. Yeah. Enjoying the spring weather. It has been nice so far. Yeah. Um, it's a little rain, but anyways, we are not good here to talk about the weather. We are here to talk about entrepreneurs, and we've got a great entrepreneur today on the show. What's really interesting, Eric, is you know we've had all kinds of entrepreneurs over the year and a half we've been doing this. We've had older entrepreneurs, young startup entrepreneurs. We've had uh, people who've been doing it for years and some people who have only done it for a couple years. But today we have something really unique. We have an individual that worked in government service for decades and decided to retire from that government service and start their own business and be an entrepreneur and you just don't see that too often do you no you don't but when the winds of change are upon you then um you know it can fill your sails and you can go on a little voyage you're always so quick with the uh the confucius statements there that that words of wisdom we were talking about the weather we were talking about the weather i wanted to tie it together well let's bring on the show maureen o'mara correct correct all right maureen welcome to the show and uh why don't you take a second to tell us uh, what your business is that you've started great and thanks for having me by the way i appreciate it um, so I recently opened DexaFit Atlanta, and we do biometric testing. We do body composition testing using a DEXA scanner and um, metabolic testing for resting metabolic rate and VO2 max testing. Uh, both of these tests are, or all, of, all three of these tests are medical grade, research grade type testing. So it's a similar type of testing you would get in a university or in a hospital or in a research setting. So we're trying to bring that to normal people, athletes, uh, people who are trying to improve themselves, start a fitness program, get some metrics about what they're doing and their body composition and how things are working. That's great. Well, Marie, what you don't know is Eric actually is an athlete. He was a football great at uh, Notre Dame. Um, he, he's blushing here because he hates me to, to point that out. But um, so he would be the type of client you would have, uh, you know, uh, people who are athletes or former athletes that are wanting to stay fit and try to recapture some of that. That uh, <laughs> you're laughing. Is that funny? Well, it's part of our, our demographic. Absolutely. Part of the market. Um, absolutely. Any, any famous uh, Atlanta athletes that come to you? Nobody or that we can disclose. <laughs> Nobody so far. I have had a uh, uh, an Olympic trainee, uh, oh, a runner, nice. a track athlete, and and she came into me for body composition testing. It's something that's typically done at the university level, and uh-huh. once she moved into Olympic training, it was not available to her. So she came to me, and uh, the rest is history. But I'd, ideally, I would like to break into that market a little bit more. 
Uh, I'm a little surprised, actually, at the, the market so far has been really broad. So I've had people from teenagers uh, to 70-year-olds wow. who have come in from, uh, I think I've said in, in uh, earlier um, in some of my my history that I sent to you, uh, I've had bodybuilders to bariatric patients. Really, anybody who wants to get a better sense of their body composition, their metabolic rate, their cardiovascular health, it's it's really good for anybody. So athletes can definitely take this information and hone it and use it to their advantage in terms of their training. They can get better with their training, make it more effective. But people who are just wanting to get a baseline and get some metrics and stay accountable and stay motivated, thats it's a great motivator to see those numbers change. It really appeals to a very broad spectrum of people. Well, we're going to circle back to how you get your clients, but I wanted to take a step back and talk about, you used to work for the United States Environmental Protection Agency, right? Is yes. That, is that right? You did. And you were in their law enforcement division. Yes. All right. So a government employee for 30 plus years, you decide, hey, I'm going to retire. Well, tell us a little bit about the thinking and the mentality of what caused you to say, okay, because all the government employees I've ever come across usually work until they get to that pension level that they're comfortable with, and then they kick back on the beach with the corona. You decide, I'm not kicking back on the beach with the corona. Tell us about that. Well, now you've made me rethink my decision a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I would add a margarita to that. Hmm. It's a good question. It's really an excellent question. And I, I'm not even entirely sure what the answer is. I, I, I was in a, a, I'm fortunate in that, uh, in a, in law enforcement, we're allowed to retire a little bit early, earlier than most folks. And I had gone on, I'd, I'd been employed with the EPA for years and years. So it was sort of getting to the end of, of what I could do there and my what I felt was uh, in an effective role. I really didn't feel like I was making any progress from a personal, personal or a professional perspective. So I'd sort of hit that wall and didn't know what to do. And I did want to retire and sit on the beach, but that's not really who I am. I just can't do that. Um, just much more energetic than that. So I was actually looking for a DEXA scanner because I wanted to do my body composition. I wanted to see what I was doing with my weight loss efforts at the time. Couldn't find one, found DEXAFIT, and the rest is history. I found uh, some folks who would help me with some, uh, some loans, help me with some money, found amazing space, and it's just been going ever since. It was, uh, the transition has been really interesting uh, to me. I don't, I don't quite know how to explain it. I think that what's so, what's been so great is that it's mine and that's really different than the government. And the government, every decision you make is second guessed and overseen over and over and over again. You never actually get to do anything that's your own. This feels like it's my own. You're not working for the man anymore. Exactly. <laughs> but you're still paying Uncle Sam. <laughs> I am. And I Probably will be... even more than you yeah. were before. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. But it's okay because it's my... 
Sure. I'm the one who's moving forward on the path as opposed to someone telling me what to do. So So do you have like a biology background or, you know, what, what steered you into the EPA work and then what kind of gravitated you towards Dexafib? I got a degree in chemistry and it was so long ago I can't even really... I'd embarrass myself. You don't even remember the periodic table. No, I don't. I don't. (laughs) can't help my 13-year-old with her chemistry at all. So I got a degree in chemistry, did a little work for some consulting firms, and then ended up um, on the Superfund side of things doing uh, consulting work for the EPA, and then ended up moving over as an on-scene coordinator doing emergency response work, which I loved. I loved cleaning up Superfund sites more in an emergency capacity. That was that that was my uh, sweet spot. And then I ran into the criminal investigators. Who knew the EPA had criminal investigators? And I thought, that has just got to be the coolest job on the planet, putting people in jail for polluting, right? And it was for 25-plus years after I did the hazardous waste cleanup. So... It was it was fun. It was a good move, and I and it was a great career. Thirty years, I had a blast. Great people. It's a great agency, a really good organization. It it just had run its course for me, mm-hmm. and I love being out on my own. And I kind of wish I'd done this sooner. In hindsight, you mentioned the space, the cool space that you're in. So, Eric, uh, before you started uh, co-hosting here, we had a guest on our show. His name's Robert Pond. He um, does a lot of adaptive reuse uh, developments in the Chambly area. And he took, uh, for those uh, listeners that know the downtown area, he took an old uh, business that was called the Whaley Machine Shop. Uh, these uh, family had owned it for decades and decades. And he cleaned it up and turned it into uh, sort of office loft type spaces. So you are in one of Robert's spaces correct i am i'm actually in the coolest the coolest of all the coolest space of all it is the the big glass garage door the whole thing oh yeah yeah definitely but it's just you right now you don't have any employees so let's talk about you've made this jump from working for the government to being an entrepreneur you know it's a challenge we know how much of a challenge we've heard all these entrepreneurs come on the show and tell us you know everything that they go through, it's really tough when you're all by yourself because you got to wear every single hat. You got to wear the accounting hat. You got to wear the marketing hat. You got to wear the actual work hat. Um, What's your plan there around, you know, you've started this, you want to grow it. Are we going to be adding employees or is this just a one man business? Well, I'm going to have to get some employees or I'll probably have a nervous breakdown. It's just constant for me. So you're absolutely right. I can't even count how many hats I'm wearing right now. And it, it it's just getting busier and busier. So my plan right now, and I'm actually working with a couple of kids, bringing them on, getting them trained, and ultimately we'll be hiring them. I want to do it a little bit slowly and make sure that they've got because again this is my business and i want it to be run how i want it to be run and i want to approach clients and deal with clients in a very particular way i want to have the right personality and the right the right approach so i want i want people who have that same 
mentality as I do. So you said you use the word train. Does the equipment that you use, these scanners, have to have special certified, you know, operators or, you know, can I come get a job from you? <laughs> if you go through the training, you can. <laughs> the DEXA scanner is a very low-level x-ray uh, machine, so you do have to have x-ray training. You have to have radiation training. I don't have to be a doctor, but I have no. to at least have training on how to use the equipment. You do. You have to have training on how to use the equipment. You have to have. Uh, you have to pass a test okay. with the, that's required by the state. And in my business, not by, not by the EPA, though. No, not by the EPA. No, no, no. We are not regulated by the EPA. <laughs> no, definitely not. You have to. Well, I require a, a CPR and AED training, and Makes the metabolic sense. cart that we use to do the resting metabolic rate testing and the VO2 max testing is literally something you would find in any hospital like Emory, you, you would see this machine, this device, this gas exchange device in the hospital. And it took uh, about two and a half days of training just for me to learn how to use this. And I'm still calling technical support on a regular basis. So it is complicated and it is uh, really important that people have that, go through that training with me. So uh, yeah, it's going to require a couple days of training, a couple weeks just for the equipment alone, and then again, approaching and dealing with clients, dealing with the booking and the payment processing system, all those things just takes time. So, we'll so with the employee, you would mainly be having them deal with the, the equipment, or you would hire someone, you know, where, where I'm going with this is, I'm curious when people start a new business, what they think in their mind is the first most important employee that they need to bring on is an administrative person to handle things like you were talking about scheduling and, and all those administrative tasks? Or do you have a good handle on that and a procedure that works and you don't necessarily need that administrative person first? I don't need the administrative person first. Our administrative, most of my administrative work is automated and can be done online. I do a lot of booking on the, over the phone when I need to, but, but the bulk of it is done online. online. So I don't really need too much help with that. I, I would need some help probably answering the phone and answering questions. There's a lot of questions. This is a very new, uh, a new type of an idea for, for a lot of people. They want to know more about it. So I need somebody to help me answer questions. But mostly what I need is people in the shop doing the testing mm -hmm. and for a while they'll be doing it with me before they do it on their own now let's talk about the structure of dexafit you know is it you just buy the equipment from that company or is this a franchise type operation it's a franchise type operation it's an affiliate so it's not as tightly structured as a franchise and certainly not as expensive as a franchise but dexafit is a, a national company and it is growing significantly. In fact, they are about to open, I believe, three Dexafits in Asia. So we've got 20 plus in the United States. You're the only one here in Atlanta. I'm the only one here in Atlanta. Yes. Do you have the exclusive rights to Atlanta? I have a 10 mile radius exclusive rights. Okay. 
I'm already talking to Dexafit Corporate, though, about maybe branching out. I get a number of clients coming from Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina. A they lot. come because there's not a Dexafit in that area? There's nothing like what we do in those areas no. at all. Yeah. In fact, I uh, had uh, some folks come in last couple weekends from Chattanooga, Nashville. How did they find out about you? The internet, Google. Okay. Google is my friend. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt. Uh, one of the one of the great things about Dexavit, I mean, they're one of the the. Uh, I don't know of any other company that has a Dexa scanner available to the general population. It's it's a bone density X-ray machine that's been repurposed to do body composition analysis. It is used in research in a research context in universities for that purpose, but it's not available to the general public. And people are learning about it. They're learning that it is uh, an amazing tool for figuring out your body composition, way better than the calipers or the bod pods or the dunk tanks or the bioelectrical impedance monitors. You've seen those, you scales you stand on or, or you hold them. They all estimate your body composition based on some parameter, whether it's displacing water or air or an electrical current that goes through your body, they estimate all of the other aspects. So your visceral fat, your your lean tissue, your bone, and your bone density. And for a lot of people, we're all different. We're all different. So your body composition is not the same as mine, right? Your bone density is not going to be the same as mine. So to make those extrapolations can be very problematic and usually really wrong. So people want those numbers and they want accurate numbers, so they're looking for DEXA scanners. So when you search for a DEXA scanner that is available to people, we come up. We come up on Now, would doctors refer their patients to you, or that's really not something a doctor would say, hey, we want you to go get scanned and we can't do it, so we'll you know, go to DEXAFIT. That's, like, what I'm trying to, to learn here today is where are your clients coming from? You mentioned Google, that's great, but, you know, I mean, until I, since I know Robert and I know you're in his building, I wouldn't have known to look for DexaFit without that. So what other sources of potential customers are you looking at other than just, hey, online Google searches? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question, and it's one of those million hats that I'm wearing is trying to get out to some, some other markets. A uh, couple of things, uh, health and fitness providers. So whether you're a trainer or a gym, I've been re- doing a lot of outreach to, to those types of folks. Uh, they can refer their clients to send to me, again, for baseline information and then for continuing metrics. What about chiropractors? Would, sure. Would they be a good source of potential clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm also working with a couple of companies who do, um, who do health and wellness, health and wellness programs for bigger companies. And I'll start to, I'm going to be getting out and doing some of those wellness type fairs, I guess there, there's some, mm-hmm, there are sure. events and I'll be able to talk about more about what I do and give them information to their employees because I think for, for companies who, are, who want to have a wellness program, 
I'm a great way to show metrics for that. So getting baselines for people, having them be accountable, giving them some motivational tools is really helpful. How, I mean, how do you measure whether a wellness, or health and wellness program is working for a company? It's really hard. You can, if people say they're, they're feeling better, whatever you're implementing, they're feeling better, their pants are fitting better, whatever it is, I can tell you with real numbers. So they numbers. would come in, get scanned, they'd go through their program, they'd come in at the end, get scanned. Now they have something to measure whether their program was effective because they got scanned at the beginning, scanned at the end. Exactly. So how does your uh, revenue structure work for that? Is it by the scan? Um, you know, if I said, hey, I'm going to come get scanned, you're going to charge me a flat fee to get scanned. Um, you know, what's your model? I can do that. My preference is to, to, to put a package together. Okay. So whether that's a baseline and a follow-up scan or an entire package of a DEXA scan, resting metabolic rate, and a VO2 max test, and then another follow-up uh, DEXA scan. That's really the ideal. That's the ideal situation. So you can get that baseline and then come back for whether it's a VO2 max test or a DEXA scan for your follow-up. These are really, again, they provide really good metrics it, it, and it depends on your goals. If you're an athlete, if you're a triathlete and you want to know that your VO2 max is getting, getting better, based on your training, then you'd want to come back to me for a follow-up with that. But ideally, I sell packages to people so that they can come in and get that baseline and then come back in. It's almost like, you know, taking your fitness and your commitment to fitness to a different level. You know, you, you can rely on uh, your family heritage from your grandma's, you know, stories, or you can do a 23andMe, which actually tests your DNA. Very similarly, you can do a diet and think and feel, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really doing this, and I, I feel great, and I look great. Or you can have a, a deeper level of data that's tested um, through a DEXAFIT um, analysis, analysis. Am I right with that, Marie? Exactly. That's exactly right. You can go in and, and lift weights or run or do whatever you're doing, but you don't know that your body composition is changing necessarily. Absolutely. The scale may change, that number may change, but you don't know that internally you've built more muscle, you've lost some fat. How do you quantify that? Yeah, I can quantify that. And Eric, would this be something back from your football days that you could see football programs saying, "Hey, we're going to scan all our players and and use that data in some way"? Or well, it's it's a it's a huge benefit because it's it's real data. You know, both you know, young kids are are changing dynamically. Their bodies are growing. Their their minds are growing. For adults, you know, things are changing at a different pace. You know, when I was in when I was in, is that you? Yeah. We'll cut this. Sorry about that. No worries. I forgot to turn off the work phone. Ah, <laughs> the, the, the true entrepreneur. Yeah. Two phones. Right, oh, two phones. Geez, yes, so you are definitely an entrepreneur. <laughs> sorry about that. Nah, worry. We, I'm sorry. Still, I don't we know where you were. Well, what I was saying is, you know, in my adult life, you know, post-college, you know, I'll work out three, four times a week and then football season will roll around and I'll, you know, enjoy a few IPAs while watching the Notre Dame Irish. And this is a way to actually measure, okay, is that workout plan working for you? 
Um, things can change slower, you know, as you slow down, but the combination of all the diet fads, keto, you know, paleo, in combination with what you do, this is a way that you can actually measure what is that doing for you. Well, we are up to our commercial point, so we need to take a short break to hear from our sponsors, but we are going to come back and play our, our ever fun game, Hot or Not, so stay <laughs> tuned and thanks for listening to Between Two Trains. Hi, this is Greg Burke. Hey, Jan Levy. Hi, this is Jeff Hill with Remote Home Check. This is Kathy Kanev. You've been listening to Between Two Trains. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur? We'd love to get your story on Between Two Trains. Shoot us an email at betweentwotrains at gmail.com. That's between the number two trains at gmail.com. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. We appreciate you listening. Uh, you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting apps, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, Google Play. We're on all of those. Or if you're sitting at work, just open up your browser and go to betweentwotrains.com and you can listen to all our past episodes there. So we've been talking with Maureen O'Mara. Um, about her business DexaFit, and uh, we are now going to play Hot or Not. So, Eric, I'll take the first one. Um, since you're a brand new entrepreneur, um, Hot or Not, a five-year business plan. Did you start? Did you do a business plan when you started? Oh, that is definitely not hot. Not for hot. Me. Business no, plans are definitely not hot. Not hot. So you're flying no. by the seat of your but pants. Totally by the seat of my pants. No, that's not entirely true. Dexafit's helped me with that a little bit. They but have some but five years, that's a little too far out for me, man. I can't think that far out. Says the woman who worked for one organization for 30 years. <laughs> you got to switch it up. All right. Well, you know, that's not uncommon. You often see um, entrepreneurs who do like to fly by the sea. They have this great idea. Um, they don't necessarily put it down on paper. You know, when I started as a financial planner many years ago, I did do a, a plan and I had it down on paper. Um, but I kind of don't do that anymore. I still do once a year a plan for the next calendar year, but it's more of, Here's how many clients I want to bring on. Here's how much revenue I need to hit. It's not necessarily a fully written out plan. Um, so you're probably doing something similar to that by the seat of your pants. My my primary goal right now, and you can ask uh, Robert Pond this this question, is to pay my rent. <laughs> I'm sure that Robert. Is the primary thing on. I, I'm on a, sure that's very important to Robert. It right is now. very important to Robert, <laughs> and so it is very important to me that I pay my rent. That is my plan. Well, and you know, I mean, having a plan isn't necessarily as important as planning because things change. We live in a dynamic environment where where, you know. Next week, things could be different. But I think, Van, to, you know, to your point, what you probably work with your clients, you know, and encourage your clients is, you know, you can, you can aim at long-term success and you may, you may get there, but having a plan at how to achieve that, that you break down in increments is probably something that you, you put into place, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Maureen, I've got a question, hot or not. Uh, new to the entrepreneurial world, having a mentor, is that something that's hot for you or not? It is hot for me. I don't have one. I have several, I would say. And it depends on what arena 
Does your mentor know you're cheating on them? Yeah, they all they, <laughs> they have. We I have an open relationship with all of them. That's the rule. That's the ground rules. It's all very open. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really important to have mentors and and to have help and guidance, especially coming from the government world into a completely new world for me. So I rely a lot on the Dexafit, um, the Dexafit execs and some folks locally, including Robert. He's helped me with, with quite a few things. It's been really helpful. I had no idea about commercial real estate or getting a business license or dealing with the state on, on this side of things, right? right? The mm-hmm. regulatory side, this, this side of the regulatory world. So it's been really different and I've gotten a lot of good help and rely on those folks a lot. There, there is a lot. And I'm glad you mentioned that because we do have people who listen, who are thinking about, Hey, maybe I want to become an entrepreneur, start my own business. And it is more than just, Hey, I'm going to put up a shingle and say, you know, come into my business. There is a lot of regulations. You do have to get a business license. You do have to register with the Secretary of State. So uh, people forget that. And they forget on the local level too. They focus on the state and they forget, you know, you're in Shambly, so you got to go to Shambly City Hall and fill out their paperwork. Um, so, you know, make sure. What I would always encourage people is if you need help with that, reach out to a professional, start at your local chamber of commerce. A lot of those chamber of commerces are really good to help guide through that process. Um, If you do live or work in or plan on starting a business inside a municipality, go to that municipality. A lot of times they have like a checklist. Um, Tell us about that process for you. You know, Robert helped you with that. You know, what was the first thing you did? I went to city of Shambly. I went to city hall. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. And, and they were very helpful. They really were. They, they, they gave me the paperwork I needed, told me how to fill it out. I mean, they they did everything. Staff there at the front. They really did. Yeah. And the state did too, with respect to getting the DEXA scanner and registered and all of that. It requires that scanner requires special state registration requires an inspection too. So very helpful very really uh, very responsive it's been great really has been it just all these little things you just don't know until they're right in front of you so i've had a lot of people help me with that and i appreciate that very much well we have time for one more hot or not i don't know eric do you have one off the top of your yeah you you mentioned you're hiring new employees so personality tests for uh, (laughs) a would-be employee is that hot or not i'm not a fan of personality tests. You just you have, didn't to, have to go through that with the government. You just have to be able to get along with me. That's okay. the thing, right? <laughs> That's for anyone out there listening, forget the resume. Just, just know, yeah, <laughs> just know the answer to Maureen's. <laughs> no, no personality or te- test required for the government, or they probably wouldn't have hired me. <laughs> So if you want a job at the EPA, you're you're good to go. You're good to go. That's right. You're good to go. Well, Maureen, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I have a feeling we could talk for another 30 minutes, but we are out of time. And um, thank you to everyone who's listening to the show. Uh, as you know, you can listen to us on BetweenTwoTrains.com. If you're interested in coming on the show, just reach out to us. We've got a whole lineup of guests coming up over the next couple of months, so stay tuned. 
Eric, thanks again for co-hosting. Thanks for having we me. Appreciate it. Um, shout out to Chase Bank. They're, they're an awesome bank. If you need your banking needs, call Eric and he can help you out. And Marine, 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 God, I'm having trouble <laughs> with your first name all of a sudden. It's got a nice ring Maureen. to it. Maureen. <laughs> um, you got it. You got it. Tell us uh, before we part, you know, uh, if someone is interested in coming, what's the best way to do it? Should they go to your website or call you up or give, us, give us your contact info? Either way is perfect. www.dexafit.com forward slash Atlanta forward slash locations forward slash Georgia forward slash Atlanta. Excuse me on that. Uh, and the, the website has a ton of really good information. A lot of good detailed information about the tests that I do. Call me 404-996-7129 if you have any questions or if you want to make an appointment directly with me. I, I think I've already forgotten that web address because it was oh, so long. I think the, probably if they just type DexaFit Atlanta, wouldn't it come up? It will come up. On a Google search? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So. Well, thank you again for coming on and uh, you've been listening to Between Two Chains. You have a wonderful uh, week. Thank you.